up, guys? How are you? Welcome into the Monday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralta. I'm your host every morning here of this 15-minute picks podcast, always being found on bettingpros.com, on YouTube, and wherever you get your audios. We're always being sponsored by BetMGM, and you guys are going to get two future college football bets from me coming up today. More on that here in just one second. But if you like either one of them, you can take that 20 buck offer to win $100 on any event and you can win 100 bucks automatically, win or lose. If the bet cashes, that's great. If it doesn't, you win anyway with 100 bucks in free wagers from BetMGM. You using that promo code JUICE100 when you sign up for a new account at BetMGM and BetMGM.com and on the BetMGM app. That promo code again is JUICE100. That's how we get our credit, if you will, for you guys listening to the Daily Juice podcast. All right. So here's where we are. These are the days where I would normally not be betting. All right. So we had a bad day on Saturday. We had a bad day on Sunday. Sunday was a very was a short day, but I went 5-0. and oh, over my bets on Saturday, and I've lost my last seven bets here. <laughs> okay. So we're five and seven over the last two days. Now, the parlay hit. So if you had bet the parlay, that would make you up over the last three days. You'd be having a winning run. But for me, I'm pretty much flat. Had a couple of decent personal plays here and there, but NASCAR did not go the way we wanted to. Christopher Bell came in seventh place. We bet him top five. He got a really bad break. Larson drilled him and knocked him off and really ruined his entire day. He could have, he had a top five car. He had a top two car, really. Uh, but unfortunately, that's just racing, and he just got a bad break, and that's the way things were going this weekend. Just a couple of bad plays, unfortunately. So Christopher Bell comes in seventh place. And then the Mets got shut out 3 nothing by the Phillies, and Wheeler pitched really well. We had faded him. We thought the Mets had plus 145, 150 worth good value, uh, but both those plays did not cash yesterday. So 0-2, down one unit after the day before, where we were 0-5, down two units. So not the way we wanted to go into a Monday here, but like I was talking about yesterday, these are the tough days, Okay. I don't love betting baseball. Some people get off on it and they love it and they grind and they find it really fun. I don't. And so I I made these bets a couple of days ago and I was holding on to them to give them out on the podcast because I just wanted to wait and see for a day like today on a Monday where there's not much going on. We're getting ready for preseason football coming up later on this week on Thursday. So we've got football to bet on, which is awesome. And so once we get that, then we can get away from baseball. But really, we're down to like, you know, these are the next couple of weeks where we just got to grind it and get to the end of the month. Once we, once we get to the end of the month, we've got college football. We've got Maction. I mean, have you looked at the schedule? Like, really? So I started doing my grinding over this weekend. I started really looking hard at the opening weekend, started looking at the number of games. I mean, we're going to have we're going to bet football like every day, almost. I mean, we're going to have Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, We'll probably break on Friday and then Saturday and Sunday. I mean, we're going to be betting football six days a week. Now, I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, some people, you know, look, there are other podcasts out there that just do baseball. I get it. But I bet everything. All right. That's what I think is kind of unique about this podcast is that I do try to bet. We had NASCAR. We had baseball yesterday. Saturday, we had UFC. I'll have boxing. I'll have hockey. I'll have baseball, football, basketball, you know, tennis even. I mean, I'll, I'll bet anything. If I think it's there and there's value, I'll bet on anything. But 
the number one sport I like betting on is football. <laughs> I really like betting football. I like watching football. I like betting football. I don't think I'm alone in that. I'm guessing most of you guys feel the same way, but you know, we're just going to try to get through this to get us to football when we can really sink our teeth into the season. So I've got two Big Ten futures to give you here. Now, I've talked a lot about this in my, if you're new to the Daily Juice podcast, you probably haven't heard me talk about much of my history. Okay. So just a quick refresher as to where I've worked in my career. I started off in Virginia as the voice of UVA women, went to Alabama where I covered Alabama, Auburn, and Tennessee for five years, went to Omaha, Nebraska, where I covered Creighton University basketball and Nebraska football for five years, went to Des Moines covered Iowa and Iowa State for two years. I went back to Boston for five, where I covered everything, a lot of NFL, a lot of NHL, a lot of NBA, some college, even some minor league stuff as well, before I moved to Houston, where I covered everything nationally for a year and a half before they moved us to Las Vegas in December of 2015. So we are coming up on our six-year anniversary of moving out here to the desert, where we started pushing the odds and everything else got rolling. So Pushing the Odds wasn't the first radio show. I actually was sent out to host Game Night, which was a nighttime show. And then after two years of doing that, uh, things were not going well. My wife gave me an ultimatum saying I either had to uh, find a new job or I had to find a new wife. (laughs) So I had to go to Houston and say, hey. So that's where we started Pushing the Odds four years ago. And here we are now with me doing the Daily Juice podcast for our second year. Okay, I I only say that because I want to give you guys a little background as to when I make these Big Ten plays. And I make we've made two plays so far on futures, six NFL I've made two college. We're on the over UNLV, one and a half wins. By the way, they lost their AD yesterday to Missouri, Desiree Reed Francois, which is wild because, uh, I mean, for a variety of reasons, her going to the SEC is wild, but it puts UNLV kind of a tough spot. So you've got a new basketball coach, you've got a new football coach. They need like a Lon Kruger to be hired as the AD. They need a stabilizing figure to be the athletic director for UNLV. But you know, so we're on over one and a half wins for UNLE football, and we're on over seven and a half wins for Ole Miss. Those are my two favorite bets for college football for overs. I'm going to go the other way with two programs that I covered quite closely, Nebraska and Iowa. Okay, Iowa State is an enigma to me. I don't know what to do with them. Iowa State could be undefeated and in the football playoffs or nine and three. It's really, really possible. I can't... I've looked at it 15 different ways and I just, I'm going to bet Iowa state games individually. I'm not going to put a future on Iowa state because I just don't know. Frankly, I just don't know. Their fan base is so mad at Oklahoma for leaving that, you know, there's a lot more that goes into that football game than just football. So mm, don't know what to do with that, but let's start with Iowa. Okay. And let's start with Iowa football here with a projected win total of eight and a half. Okay. So you have eight and a half for the wins for the Hawkeyes. Last year, they go six and two. We've got a eight and a half number with the uh, under at minus 115. Iowa, eight and a half total wins. Juiced a little bit to the under, basically minus 105 to the over, minus 115 to the under. Their schedule, okay, after, well, let's talk about last year. They go six and two last year. 
Iowa was pretty darn good. They lost two tight games early, and then they ran off six consecutive victories, including beating Wisconsin in their last game of the year. They beat Illinois. They beat Nebraska. They won at Penn State. They won at Minnesota, and they beat Michigan State. Really impressive to see what they've been able to accomplish and, and really impressive to see where, where they've gone. Six and two last year for Kirk Ferentz, who now is the longest tenured college football coach in the country. He's also the highest paid employee of the state of Iowa. Mm. They open with Indiana, Indiana with Michael Penix and an offense that's going to have a quarterback coming off of two ACL injuries, but they've got some of the best wide receivers, maybe the best three wide receivers in the entire Big Ten. The strength of Iowa, however, is their secondary. They are bringing back a bunch of guys on that secondary, and there's a bunch of players that will be standout players in the back seven. The problem is that front seven is it's, it's, it's not typical Iowa. OK, they graduated a bunch. And frankly, that means I think Indiana and others are going to be able to run the football. I love Indiana. I am really high on Indiana. I just can't bet Indiana futures yet because I could see them winning nine or 10 games because of the quarterback situation in the knees. It's just it's too sketchy. It's scary when you got a guy who's that injury prone playing quarterback for Indiana. But Indiana is going to be a really fun team out of the Big Ten to watch. Now, you've got a sophomore quarterback for Iowa coming back. You've got a bunch of young receivers. You've got a bunch of young running backs. Iowa is normally running back you, but they've graduated a lot. And frankly, I'm not sold on this offense. There's no big play player coming back for this offense. There's no one that makes me go, oh my gosh. Now you could say that's typical Iowa, right? Grind it out, run the football, offensive line, defensive line. Okay, I'll give you all that. Except the schedule is really not good for Iowa. Eight and a half wins is the projected total, like I mentioned. They open up at home against Indiana. I have that as a loss. Then they're on the road at Iowa State. You better believe the Cyclones are going to look to hang one on Iowa. And I get it, man. The Hawkeyes have dominated this series. They've won the last five. They're 3-1-1 one one against the spread over the last five. Huge game early in college football. Both teams will be ranked. It'll be one of the hardest tickets ever to get to if you want to go to that game at, at Jack Trice Stadium. Loss. Cyclones. I think Iowa, like last year, they opened up 0-2. I think they opened up 0-2 again this season. They beat Kent State. They beat Colorado at home. They'll be 2-2. They go to Maryland. Okay, Maryland, not a very good team. They've won the last two, both games happening in Iowa City. Iowa, I think defensively, will be able to hold down Maryland, but that's a sneaky game. Okay, that's a it's kind of a coin flip type of game. Maryland's going to be better than some people think. But let's just go ahead and give Iowa the win there. But that's going to be tough because I'm going to take Penn State and I'm going to give Penn State the win at Kinnick. Okay, that it very well could flip. Iowa could lose at Maryland and they could beat Penn State. But I'm going to take the win at Maryland and then a loss at home. I have them beating Purdue on homecoming. And then they're at Wisconsin and they're at Northwestern. I know Northwestern's not going to be great. Okay. And and I could easily see potentially a win there. But then you've got Minnesota coming in. That game is always incredibly hard. Great football game. Gophers are always look to play hard here. Iowa has really dominated over the last couple of years uh, over 
uh, over Minnesota, including last year where they won 35 to seven. They whipped them. But I, I think there is it's a tight game. I'll give it to them, though. I'll give them a win there. I'll give them a win against Illinois and then a win against Nebraska. Here's the problem. If they lose to Indiana and they lose to Iowa State and they lose to Penn State and they lose to Wisconsin, the Northwestern game becomes everything. And I've got eight and a half. Okay. I've got eight and a half sitting here. I think Iowa's going to win seven games. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they win eight. But that's it. That's all that I see for them is to win eight games. You can tell me I'm wrong on these different games. You can say they beat Indiana. Fine. Maybe that's maybe that's the game I, I'm wrong on. But maybe they maybe they lose at Northwestern. They could they can lose there. Absolutely they can lose there. Iowa on the road, two teams. It's like a 10-7 football game. Absolutely they can lose that game. Wisconsin on the road is really tough. Really, really tough. There's a bunch of coin flip games. And by the way, don't put it past Nebraska. More on them here in a second, but Nebraska could beat them. Nebraska could beat them, and then you're at seven wins. Now you're seven and five. So, like, I've called Kirk Ferentz the king of eight and four because that's what he goes all the time. 2016, 2017, 2018. (laughs) Eight and four, eight and four, eight and four. That's what he does. It's what Iowa fans accept. They have a bar, and they're comfortable at eight and four. This is the longest tenured coach in college football. The guy doesn't play for Big Ten titles ever. Okay, he's lucky once in a while to win his division. But to Iowa fans, hey, keeps on putting those NFL players out there. Everyone tells him he's a great coach. He's a great. And look, I, I, I hear you. If you're an Iowa fan, you're going, oh, my God, you're talking sacrilegious about our guy. Just saying different fan bases, you know, 23 years. Has he won championships? Um, no. <laughs> Does he contend? Not really. Does he go to a bowl game, though? Eh, you get your bowl vacation every year, though, Iowa fan. That's what matters, right? You get that bowl vacation. As long as you got that bowl vacation, schedule it in. Going to a bowl game in January. We're going to go to Arizona. You know where you're going, right? The king of the inside bowl. But I'm going under. Under eight and a half wins for Iowa. Minus 115. One full unit. Hawkeyes win eight games. Not nine. Under eight and a half. Okay. So for you, Nebraska fans that are probably listening to this and you're probably chuckling and you're going, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, Matt, those hot guys are going to stink. Well, hold on a second. Let's talk about your team for a second. And Scott Frost, can you believe this is Scott Frost's fourth year at Iowa, at Nebraska? Fourth year. He's in the middle of a monster rebuild. He's got a brand new athletic director in Trev Alberts now. So what do you make of this team? Adrian Martinez comes back, junior quarterback who is an enigma. I mean, I don't know what you do with that guy. He looks great certain weeks. Other weeks, he can't hit the broadside of a bar and he throws more picks than anybody else. It is a tough team to break down. It's a tough team to understand, but Nebraska fans are frustrated. I mean, they're they're frustrated. They want to see more talent. They want to see more wins. They want to see this team have a big upgrade in talent, which they should. They've got some better talented players coming back now. They've got some guys, new offensive coordinator. Maybe this is where, you know, you see Adrian Martinez turn the corner, but Nebraska has had 49 fumbles in the last two seasons. And a lot of that comes from Adrian Martinez dropping the football. You've had a ton of interceptions being thrown. Nebraska's win total is six and a half. Okay, six and a half. 
So the problem with Nebraska, even though I think they might be better on the field, my problem with them is there's always a game or two that they slip up and they lose that they shouldn't. And their schedule is extremely difficult. They open up at Illinois. All right. Nebraska's won four of the last five in this series. Nebraska should win this game. I'm going to give this game to Nebraska. Okay. I'm going to say they beat Illinois, but there's, again, these are games that you think at like they should win when three and five last year, they should beat Illinois, but they lost 43, 20, 41, 23 at home to Illinois last year, but I'll give it to you. I'll give you a win. They beat Fordham and they'll beat Buffalo. But I made the joke on Twitter that Nebraska is going to lose to Buffalo, aren't they? Just because this is, I've seen this. I've seen in games where Nebraska just, they'll win two games. They'll be 2-0. and Everyone will be like, oh, the Huskers. And then Buffalo comes in with a new head coach and only 10 returning starters out of the MAC. And then Buffalo finds a way to beat Nebraska because they're playing, they're psyched that they're playing in Lincoln, Nebraska. They're playing at Memorial Stadium. They're playing in a packed house. They're going to play hard. And I've seen Nebraska lose these. They've lost this game all the time. Not just the max schools, but just the schools they're supposed to win and supposed to beat. And then they fall on their face and they lose. But I'm going to give it to you. Let's go with a win for Nebraska here. Okay. The Huskers win. They have a schedule now that is just horrific. They're going to get curb stomped by Oklahoma on the road. They're going to, I think they're going to lose to Michigan State on the road. Okay. I mean, Michigan State's going to have a bounce back season. They could win that game. But again, I think Michigan State on the road, Northwestern at home. Nebraska's going one and one in those games. They might beat Northwestern and lose to Michigan State, or they could beat Michigan State on the road and lose to Northwestern. They're going one and one in those games. Then you got Michigan at home. I think that's a loss. They're going at Minnesota. The Gophers are off a bye in that week. I'm taking Minnesota. Nebraska's got a bye week on the 23rd. They'll play Purdue at home. I think they win that game. Then Ohio State comes in. They're losing that game. They're at Wisconsin. I think they're losing that game. And then they're at home against Iowa on the day after Thanksgiving. I think they're losing that game. If you add up everything I just said, that's a five-win season. It's five wins for Nebraska. Say I'm wrong, okay? Say I'm wrong about the Northwestern Michigan State, and they go 2-0 with Northwestern in Michigan State. Okay, that's six wins. The total is six and a half. We're going under at minus 120. Under six and a half wins for Nebraska here in 2021 with Scott Frost, who is a guy that I liked. I want him to do well. I hope he does well. I just think he's got a really hard schedule this year and the team might take a step forward, but the scoreboard, the record might not really indicate it simply just because what you're looking at here from a schedule perspective for Nebraska and for Iowa, very difficult schedules for both those teams. Don't like the quarterbacks all that much. Don't like the return turning players. Nebraska's got some guys who they think could turn on and really be great and do some big things. I'm just not really there with them yet. I'm just, I've got a decent running back room now and a couple linebackers that they're high on. But again, I want Scott Frost to do well. Nebraska's schedule is ranked by Phil Steele as the 10th most difficult schedule in the country. Okay. You don't want to have the 10th most difficult in the schedule in the country when you're trying to do a rebuild. That's not what you want, you know? And Iowa, for that matter, Iowa has the 18th most difficult difficult schedule in the country as well, in case you're curious. Okay, two top, 20, two top 20 schedules for teams that aren't that talented. Recipe for disaster. 
two plays for us here on the Monday's Daily Juice. Eight and a half wins under Iowa, minus 115. Six and a half wins under Nebraska, minus 120. Our two plays here for a Monday. If I add anything in baseball, I'll jump in on the Discord channel, bettingpros.com slash chat to get in or underneath me here on YouTube to come on in and click on it. But we'll do some baseball tomorrow and we'll get ready for Thursday coming up as we've got NFL football on the table to be bet on coming up this week. My name is Matt Peralta. Follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Each and every morning, it's the Daily Juice podcast brought to you by BetMGM, always on bettingpros.com. 